0: Welcome everybody to the R Catcast, a fan-based podcast focusing on Montana State athletics. We're two dudes named Ryan from the state of Washington talking about our dear Montana State. We hope you enjoy it. Alright, welcome back, Bobcat fans, and thanks for joining us on another episode of the RR Catcast. I'm here with Tom Suber again, one more week with Tom. Thorny should be back this week sometime, I guess, but uh, Tom's taking duties. He went all the way out to Brookings, South Dakota. We're going to hear all about it tonight with Tom. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, buddy. How are you doing? Thank, hey, really good. Thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. Right on. Well, welcome, fan, to the r This is a fan-based podcast, so we can... I guess, air our grievances a little bit more easily because we're not really connected to Montana State. So we can put it out, put it online and without even some, you know, not too much bad feedback from listeners. But we're all a little bit hurt tonight because of the South Dakota State game. It depends on where you're at on the acceptance and grieving spectrum. But uh, we'll we'll get into it. But tonight's format, we'll go into the news any news that came out, we'll talk about the polls, the FCS polls at Montana State, still number three. Uh, I'm going to talk about Vegan's presser. I don't know if you caught that, Tom, but we'll we'll pass that back and forth. Tom's really good with the stats, and so we'll lean into him and talk about the stats for the SDSU game, and then uh, we'll probably spend most of the time talking about just the thoughts on the South Dakota State game, what it means for Montana State going forward, what does it mean. Right now, and how does Montana State get right, essentially, in order to fin- to finish what they want to want to do this, accomplish what they want to accomplish this year? We do have a short preview of Stetson. I apologize on the Golden Coolies. I was late to the call on that. I put it up about an hour ago. We will double check Bobcat Nation, but as of right now, I don't have any Bobcat, uh, excuse me, any Golden Coolie questions. And then I do have a couple of buyer sales for Tom. I'll try to sprinkle those in when it's appropriate. Other than that, it's probably just going to be kind of a cathartic session of just talking about South Dakota State. I know for a lot of fans, including myself, I just need this. I just need to talk it out with some Bobcat people. And I feel like <laughs> this is going to help me move on because we ultimately need to move on to the next game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one game is not a season. No doubt, and it's early in the season. It just hurts because it feels like a lost moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everybody's going to forget about it in about four or five weeks.
0: Yeah, and by
1: the end of the year, it'll just be you know, wow, that was a crazy game, and you know, everybody will be focused on where we're where where MSU is sitting as a playoff seed, and da 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 da. But yeah, everybody's still probably. Smarting, but I think most people are probably getting over, but over it by now, you know. But uh, yeah, but it, what a game! I mean, and it's you know that's what's cool about sports. You have a game like that, and it sticks with you, and you remember practically every play from the game, and especially all the close calls and missed calls, and you know missed opportunities and things like that. And uh, you know, so that's why we are drawn to uh, sports. <laughs> it's games like that.
0: Well, it won't be forgotten anytime soon. This feels a lot to me like, well, I was talking last night, the 2017 Gold Rush game when South Dakota State was in Bozeman Mm -hmm. last. A lot of similarities there. Hey, before we get into any more talk about it, let's get into what's in our Golden Cooley segment. What's in your Golden (laughs) Cooley? What's in your Golden Cooley is brought to you by Wilbur Ellis, your Golden Cooley is brought to you by Wilbur Ellis. There it is. You, first stop for fertilizer and farming needs in the Golden Triangle, C. Shea Richter. We appreciate Shay for sponsoring our Golden Cooley segment this this year. Did you bring anything to the Golden Cooley segment, Tom? Of course. Yeah, I brought the same thing I had last week. Coors. So <laughs> there you my, go. My, my backup is a Coors. I don't know All if you right. can see that. There it oh, is. But I thought I'd change it up just because I had a cold uh, Rainier in the refrigerator. Yeah, Green Doggy. There you go. That that tends to be my go-to here in in Spokane. It's the cheapest. It's really good, too. I like it.
1: They don't brew it out there anymore. They brew it in where? Milwaukee or somewhere? Yeah, it's probably down in the Midwest. (laughs) But yeah, that was the classic beer when I was becoming drinking aged. Yeah, but drinking age was 19 when I was back then, and yeah, everybody that was like Rainier was the number one cool beer. Oh, really? Oh yeah, yeah. All the commercials, know. yeah. They had the coolest commercials on TV and everything. So
0: yeah, yep. I've seen those. I've seen some of them, and a local bar has quite the homage to Rainier and all those old ads. Pretty cool ad, you know, flavor back in the day. Yeah, all Mickey right. Rooney, big star. <laughs> Yeah. right on okay well getting past that uh, let's go into the news i don't think there was any national news or any important news that came out today for the montana state bobcats we'll get into the injuries here in a moment when we talk about the vegan presser uh tom am i missing anything on uh, like national news we didn't get any players of the week something anything mm-hmm. like no, that i didn't see anything
1: i didn't get i didn't, I didn't see anything like that uh-uh. i mean there's Big national news on the other MSU out in Michigan, but but we won't want to talk about that here.
0: Okay. Let's see. The FCS coaches poll. I don't want the coaches poll. Let's see. I want the stats. Top 25 there, there. All right. South Dakota State remained number one. North Dakota State remained number two. And Montana State remained number three. I didn't think Montana State was going to fall. I'm happy they didn't. This is one of those rare occasions where the loss actually doesn't hurt Montana State in the eyes of the playoff community committee down the road that probably will be a benefit for them. Uh, We'll get there when we get there. Let's see. Idaho, who just waxed Nevada, they move up from number 7 up to number 5. I think that's apropos. Sac State is hanging out at number 8. They were number 9. Weaver State comes in at number 12. I mean, excuse me, number 9. They moved up from number 12. I think Weaver had a really strong showing. I think if I was doing a power ranking between Weaver State and Sac State, I would flip-flop, flip-flop those 2 Mm-hmm. Montana comes in at number 12, so they're up a spot. And UC Davis drops a spot down to 16.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they took a uh, big beating from Oregon State.
0: Yeah, they sure did. They were way, way behind
1: at halftime. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. They, but yeah. But Idaho, yeah, Idaho had a nice win. And, and uh, you know, Nevada has lost. I don't know how many games in a row. They're not very good. And, but they put a, you know, a big beating on them instead of just nipping them, you know. So they were obviously impressive. So that's a good good win for them, and they deserve to move up.
0: I teach with one of their um, defensive linemen's dad, and he was talking to me that uh, Idaho has trouble running the ball. So I'm wondering about Idaho right now. Are they a front runner, or can they sustain this? Well, we all know that you need to run the ball. I haven't, you know, dove into their stats or anything, so yeah. I'm not going to go too deep on that. But interesting yes. team.
1: Yeah, no, they are. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have predicted such a big win over Nevada. But, uh, yeah, it's just hard to say still.
0: Yeah. All right, let's talk about the vegan presser. Uh, vegan looks like a sad puppy to me right now, just like a tired, sad human being. And then I caught afterwards Omar Abidian and Ryland Ort, and they just look, frankly, pissed off. And mm. I, I think they're still feeling it. And you were there after the game talking to them you caught chambers you caught askelson you caught vegan what was the feeling like just there before we get into it oh, today yeah,
1: yeah well chambers and it was Danny U not
0: uh, oh yeah not, that's uh, right
1: uh, askelson but anyway yeah no they were yeah they were uh, very disappointed and chambers was especially despondent about it and he's kind of a more emotional guy but uh you know even even as bummed out as he was he you know, during the interview, he, he had that comment about, you know, we're going to, you know, we'll go, we'll go home tonight and put our heads on our pillows. And, you know, we know that we, you know, played really well. And, you know, and, and, and uh, so he was, I mean, he was already kind of showing signs of coming out of it. Um, you know, and Danny, they were, you know, yeah, definitely upset and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, and I asked Danny specifically about the defense and how well they played and, you know, and, And he acknowledged that, and, uh, you know, he knows that they're better than they are. Um, I think they proved that, definitely. Um, That was uh, just a, uh, you know, I had a hard time, you know. I mean, I was like, I didn't really, I was, you know, even though they lost, I was, like, really impressed. I just thought they played really, really well um, in terms of physicality and, and, uh, you know, the things that everybody – was talking about last year after they lost to them, you know, was their physicality mainly. And, and, you know, they just totally responded that way. I thought they were the more physical team. Um, You know, they just answered all the questions, especially defensively and defensively. I mean, you know, I was saying last week and I've been saying all summer that, you know, they just, you know, overall last year, they were getting better towards the end, but I didn't think that they, they just weren't, you know, uh, that caliber of a defense. And now they are, you know, now they look like that. I mean, the, you know, you know, the, the first half was just awesome for the defense. The second half started bad, but, you know, South Dakota State is good and they made adjustments. They came out and first two drives in the second half really, really cleaned up. But, um, you know, um, MSU on the next two drives after that held them to three and out and allowed no yards on both of those possessions and then on the very last possession and and, you know this was really a letdown because they had those the two possessions before were so good you were like okay they got everything back now they're they're back they're not you know they're not on their heels anymore they're you know they're coming at them and then uh, you know they hit that long pass play and it was just like you know how often do you you know get that. It was just a, it was just a a tough play. And then the very next play they score and then you see the replay and it looks like possibly a block in the back there. And, you know, that makes it first and 20 and who knows if they even get a first down and uh, they're only down three They had to try a really long field goal or try to get a first down. So, you know, one, one little play like that that gets missed if it, if it was in fact, maybe, maybe I don't know the rule, right. But it looked like a block in the back to me, but Whatever, yeah, they were bummed out, and you know vegan was bummed out, and but you know it, you know these guys have been playing football for a long time, they've had tough losses, and they i I believe they know how to deal with it, and they're not gonna you know a day or two, and it'll be a distant memory, I think,
0: I don't know about that, Tom, this kind of feels okay. like a dev- yeah, <laughs> I agree with everything you said up until that very <laughs> where they can kind of just forget about it to me this yeah. game felt like a defining moment for montana state in a, in a way it was i think this this game buoys hope and concern at the same time hope and questions is probably a better way of uh, putting that i mean you said so much in there there's the defense right um hold on, we're going to go free form on this and I want to stick a little bit to the plan. I want to go back to the press here real quick. Uh, I want to say kudos to whoever was asking questions. I know Victor Flores, I'm not familiar with the other guy, other guys voice who is asking questions over there, but they asked some tough questions to coach vegan. They were asking him about the play calling in the red zone. And, um, in general, like what their philosophy was right there. And one of the things Coach Vegan came out and said today that kind of surprised me, given our personnel, he said our game plan was a QB run heavy game plan. And to me, I just, I I don't understand that because, well, it's an obvious strength, right? I mean, you want to play to your strengths, but you don't mm. want to lose your strengths it, either. <laughs> and we know well, that they ran like, well, right? They did. They ran right? well. But yeah. we came out one less quarterback, our starting quarterback, Tommy Malloy. Well, him a lot. yeah, he could get
1: hurt on any play. I and mean, he got, I think he got hurt on a pass play anyhow. So,
0: yeah, I just, all, all summer long, we heard yeah. the improved pass game. Uh, we didn't see much of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, until we needed it and it was effective, you know. Someone can argue, oh well, you know, Ty McCall is not there, Lenata Jr. Alexander is not there, Taco Dollar's not there. We still got guys. Yeah, they're in a prevent.
1: Yeah, they're in a prevent defense on the last drive.
0: I'm just saying, you know, Coach Vegan took a lot of the, those hard questions and he basically said we had a QB run, run heavy game plan, but in hindsight, we probably should have been a little bit more balanced. Mm. And then they asked him a little bit about the, the drives inside the five and hindsight, he's like, yeah, we, we probably should have right. maybe optioned something out there. And, mm-hmm. but, well, that's how we, we can get it.
1: Game. I mean, if they <laughs> yeah. go out there and, and, you know, well, if they go out there and everything works, you know, and they don't have a game where it doesn't work and then they go all the way to the semifinals or the championship and all of a sudden nothing's working you know, and now they they don't know what to do, just like what happened here. You know, they went in with a, you know, I don't have a problem with the game plan that they had. You know, sure, in hindsight, maybe to have done something different would have won the game. Who knows? But, you know, the game plan they had was quarterback run heavy. Everybody's complaining about, you know, uh, uh, you know, running that same play over and over and over. Well, the first time down the field or second time down the field when they scored a touchdown, they ran that play five straight times. Tommy ran it the first time chambers, the next four and chambers punched it in from the two, you know, no problem. So, I mean, you have a game plan and then that happens on your second drive, you know, you're like, Hey, our game plans sound, you know, so they didn't really have much reason to adjust away from it during the course of the game. And the other thing is they only had a, they only had like four plays actually only three where they were down inside the two yard line. So there wasn't that many plays. I think a lot of people and myself included just had the the previous game, the Utah tech game when they, they ran it four times down inside the two and didn't get in. Actually they got in on the fourth down. Um, And then, and then this game, you know, the, the one other time that they ran it, they got called for a false start and chambers did score on that play, you know? Um, So
0: I don't know, you know,
1: I mean, yeah, if you want to protect the quarterback, obviously you don't want to run him,
0: but, I don't know. I mean, so question for you, Tom. Do you think we can win a national championship with this current offense? Oh yeah,
1: for sure. I think they can win a national championship because, like I said, you know, going way back, you know, there's two things they needed to get better at. You know, one or the other would make them a you know a, a contender if they could become a more effective passing team or if they could get better on defense. But I always said that. I would prefer, I think it's, I thought it was harder for them to get better at, you know, get all the way up there on defense than it is for them to, I thought it would be simpler for them to become a little bit better passing team. But as it turns out, the defense is up there. And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, that's the thing. If they can play defense because defense blends right in with your run game. I mean, that's, that's a perfect match. And so, uh, yeah, if they're going to play defense like they did, all year, if that's really what they are, if that wasn't some kind of fluke or something, then yeah, they're going to really play well. I was looking at them as a nine and two, and I was leaning more towards eight and three than I was 10 and one this year. But mm-hmm. after this game, I'm leaning more 10 and one than I am eight and three. You know, I'm still okay. sitting nine and two most likely, but 10 and one. But yeah, defense is just, yeah, that's the thing. And I mean, if they, I would take that over a pass game anytime.
0: So this game buoyed hope in you. You're. Big time. Yeah, okay. Very kind. yeah. Well, I think both can be true. I think, and I want to talk about the defense. I'm on, I want to isolate that as a main topic for a moment. But I do think Montana State does have a better passing game. I just don't think we call the plays to do it. Either that mm-hmm. or when I was watching it, and I might be wrong, that Tommy was just reverted back to Tommy mode. Mm-hmm. And when I when I say that, I think a lot of our listeners know what I mean. It's just mm-hmm. like... Well, to check I'm gonna run I'm instinctual yeah where well, I think coach wanted him to you yeah. know see some see some things develop
1: sure and maybe they you know they, they went back and watched the film and I don't really know what to look for but the thing is everybody everybody has to keep this in mind. South Dakota State's really good South Dakota <laughs> State has a really really good defense especially in the secondary their new coach is their old defensive coach right? Wasn't he the defensive coordinator? So, you know, yeah. So I'm like, you know, you got to expect that they're going to be good on defense. They know what MSU wants to do, um, you know, and they weren't sleeping. They heard people talking about MSU wants to be a a better passing team. So but they keyed on uh, they keyed on Tommy and they keyed on Chambers and they keyed on their reads. You know, they were watching Tommy and watching Sean. And when they were, you know, RPO, they, you know, they knew it was RPO and they, you know, they knew they might pass. And, but, you know, you might, you know, people need to also watch the rewatch the game and watch how covered the receivers are. You know, I'm sure they did miss a couple open receivers, but, you know, and, and I noticed this last year too, a lot is, you know, our receivers would, you know, they would be set up to pass and be looking to pass and just. Hardly ever anybody getting open. The guy that I used to remember last year getting open or not was Cleavon, Cleavon Thomas. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and yeah, we'll talk about the catch he made too in a little bit. But, yeah, you know, I mean, yes, South Dakota State, just you, everybody's got to keep in mind they're really good. They're a very offensive so I- team. And MSU played better offensively. I mean, goodness grief, they, what did they have last year? What was it? Uh, you know, they averaged 1.5 yards a carry last year. Malat carried the ball 17 times for three yards last year. I know there's some sacks in there. But, I mean, you know, night and day difference. 4.4 4 yards per carry this game. Uh, you know, the pass game wasn't quite as good, but the pass game wasn't anything special in that
0: playoff loss. But, uh, um See, I thought our yeah. pass game actually looked pretty good when Malat was running the QB. Hey. He was yeah. 6 for 6, well, he and we were down, moving yeah. a lot. Yeah, we were moving it Mm -hmm. really well. Hey, quick question then. I just thought about this. If you were grading out house right, what grade would you give him on his play calling?
1: For that game?
0: Yeah. Uh, Probably a C. Yeah, same. I mean, you know. It wasn't great was yeah. really average and I think I, mean, I needed everybody him knew to what be a... they were
1: running. everybody knew what play they were going to run when they got lined up at the quarterback by himself in the uh uh backfield everybody on the planet knew what play they were running and so you know that was bad that they just didn't have you know anything I mean you know just a couple times even if it's just go out and drop, drop straight back, sit in the pocket and throw the ball 20 yards out of bounds, you know, way down the field and have your receivers run way down the field or something, just anything, you know, to, yeah. uh, you know. and they had a few uh, second and ones, you know, where they could have done something like that. Hey, it's second and one. Why not, you know, why not burn a play here? You know, let's just go, go for it and look and see if this guy gets wide open 20 yards downfield. We'll chuck it to him. If you don't get it, we'll go for it on third down, but Oh, well, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. 20
0: so. so Tommy hit a play fake into a naked bootleg, and they all bit. Mm-hmm. But South Dakota State had our receivers covered, but that had huge potential, and I didn't mm-hmm. see it the rest of the game. I was like, holy mm-hmm. cow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he faked the dive and then mm-hmm. bootlegged out. It was beautiful. I, I want to yeah. see more of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, and to another
1: thing, <laughs> one more thing, you know, they were they were ahead – and they were never way behind really in the whole game, you know, and that uh, especially in a game like that, I, you know, I think coaches, you know, tend to, you know, stay pretty conservative too. You know, you start falling behind, then you start opening it up a little bit more. If you get a good lead, you can relax a little bit and try some different things, but it was a, it was a tight game the whole game.
0: I thought Montana state brought the muscle. We out physicalled them in a lot of ways, all the off season work, was proven out there. Kudos to Montana state. I thought our offensive line dictated terms when we needed dictated terms. I was really impressed the way we were able to run the ball. 211 yards Mm -hmm. was as advertised. And I, we just, we, we didn't break one. And that was, I I always was surprised on that. It would seem like we would get a couple eight yard runs here and there. And we were just one tackle away credit to South Dakota state. They're, I didn't like them because they were just like taunting a little bit, but their, uh, their strong safety and their free safety were excellent tacklers, excellent Mm -hmm. tacklers. They were everywhere on the field. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Just so much stuff to go into. Hey, let's talk about the stats though. Okay. Let's get into the stats.
1: Yeah. Well, um, you know, the, the big one for me was like, yeah, the, you know, the South Dakota State, it was like a, a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde for them. And I guess us too, or for MSU's defense too, because they, uh you know, they had three, they had three touchdown drives. They had nine possessions, you know, three touchdowns and three touchdowns. The two of them came right out of the half. And, uh, you know, they made some good adjustments probably there. I went in and, uh, uh, you know, made some plays, but you could see during those two drives that, she was slowly getting it figured out. They were slowing them down. I mean, they started out the first play, the second half got 26 yards. I think the next play was, you know, double figure yards. And the next play was close to that. I mean, they just chunk, 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 got right down the field. And then it, you know, didn't, I think it was a, I can't remember how many play drive, what seven, yeah, seven play drive. And then the next, next drive started on their own five. And they drove it all the way down and scored again and missed the extra point. But then uh, – and, you know, and I was kind of like, oh, great. You know, they played so good in the first half. These guys made some adjustments, and now they're just going to motor down the field every time they get the ball. And MSU, you know, then in the meantime, Tommy goes out, and then MSU is just sputtering on offense. And the defense comes in, and this is – Yes. This, to me, is just as important, if not more so, than the physical nature. Maybe – well, you know, I shouldn't say it's more so, yeah. but – just as important as the ability to be resilient and the ability to, you know, pick up the whole team with your level of play. And so they go out there and they're like, you know, I don't know what they were thinking, but if I was able to think for them, I would be like, you know, man, the offense isn't doing it. We got to do something. We got to be able, we got to get it going. and We got to stay focused. And I asked uh, Danny Yu about that. And he just said, yeah, you know, we got on the sidelines and, you know, everybody just told each other, you know, is that basic, Theory is stay focused on what you need to do. Don't try to, you know, make plays for somebody else. Don't go hunting to make a play. Just stay in your gap and, you know, keep keep doing what we're supposed to do and stick with the plan. And they stuck with the plan and it worked. And they 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 stopped them on the first time. I think it was, you know, they ran three plays and lost a yard. Uh, and I don't know. I think that was the one where they blocked the punt anyway and they get the ball, kick a field goal, and then the next time. Uh, it's another three and out, and uh, they get the ball. and Yeah, they punted on that one, and MSU drove whatever it was to the next field goal. Um, it was a pretty good drive. 11 plays, 56 yards down there, and, and kick that field goal. So, it, you know, and again there, you know, the defense comes through. Now it's the offense. You know, it's like, hey, they're doing their thing. Now we got to do our thing. So it's like, you know, they're playing a, a team game. You know, they're playing – they're playing for each other. They're, they're staying with their plan and nobody's trying to be a hero. And, you know, and that was the result. So they tr- took a game that looked like it was getting away from and yeah. they, they hunkered down and, and, you know, did it, you know, and that's just great resilience. And they responded and they, they got that done. They got the lead and then boom, boom, you know, those two plays, uh, You know, it was was, uh, just unbelievable to me. I was just like, I was just shocked, you know. they And I was like, okay, they pulled off that bomb. All right. You know, they got that. That was a perfect pass. You know, he wasn't You know, Dowler didn't get beat too bad on the play. He was able to make the tackle right on the catch. But, you know, he was there, but it was just a perfect pass. And uh, Can I ask you
0: something about that real quick? Do you think we should have been in a prevent defense instead of man coverage there?
1: Well, you know, they only needed a field goal. You know? Yeah, so, so that's what I'm
0: thinking. I'm thinking yeah, we should have been like in quarters or preven defense in order yeah. to kind of limit the big play, yeah. make them chew up the clock to get down to the field goal yeah. position. Maybe I don't know. I've been racking my brain on this. Mm-hmm. I, well, I'm so, always, uh,
1: you know, when it when it's the heat of the moment, and you're watching the game and it's right, you know, live. I'm, you know, I'm more like that. But then after it's over, whether like you know, it's been a couple days now, and I'm just kind of like you know, I hate second guessing coaches and they got a better feel for what the hell's going on. And, and I also factored in that, you know, we're trying to keep them out of field goal range. We don't <laughs> want them MSU doesn't want to allow a field goal. You know, it isn't, they're not, you know, it's not a touchdown. You know, it's not a touchdown that, that we're defend that MSU is defending first. They're defending the field goal first. So I think you play a little bit tighter coverage that way, but, you know, totally didn't work out. And, you know, of course they had that play with the, possible block in the back and could have been a first and 20. And I think it would have put them back around the 45. So they didn't get a first down. They'd have been around the 30 yard line and kicking a 47, 48 yard field goal to tie it. But as. And he just
0: missed that PAT right before that as well.
1: Right. Yeah. So he was thinking about that. So anyhow, who knows, maybe they'd go for it on fourth down. I don't know, but however, whatever, however, they got the touchdown. And again, you know, a minute 23, And MSU, you know, this is something I, you know, been trying to say ever since the season got over is like, what's MSU going to do in the fourth quarter? You know, and they're in a game in the fourth quarter and they're down 14 points with, you know, six, seven minutes to go. And they're, and all they got is a run game. What are they going to, you know, what happens then? They're just going to wing it around. I mean, they got the big play last year against NAU. But, I mean, they just don't have that kind of offense. And there's a minute 23 or a minute 30 or whatever it was to play. I think it was actually a minute 30. But whatever, they go out there. First play, I think, was a penalty. They got called for a holding. So there's a minute 23, and they got 10 more yards that they got to go. But Chambers was just, I think, I mean, that was the most uh, heart. And uh just, you know, the amount of courage or whatever you want to call it that he had on that drive. He just carried the team. He really did. I mean it was just a really a sight. Uh you know, he ran one time for 13 yards in a first down. He he threw a perfect pass to Trimble who couldn't come down with it down inside the 10. You know, that was one of the oh. first plays. You know, um and this uh, White. Yeah, he got but he got uh you know he got it done there. And you know, they got it all the way down there, they got Pickering and they got, you know, nine seconds to go on the nineteen yard line. They at one of their many false starts, still on the 24. And then he throws that pass. That was just a beauty. What a, a great play on both ends, a beautiful pass. And he was not over the line of scrimmage. He drug his foot. It was still on the 24 when he threw it. So he wasn't over the line of scrimmage. And he, uh, you know, he completed the pass. And you know, people will argue about it for all eternity, whether it was caught or not. But, you know, just the uh, that, you know, just that effort, though, in that situation, in that game, that was uh, really, you know, a a good thing for MSU. Now, whether that drive and how they, how they ran their offense during that drive is going to carry over into anything, who knows, but, uh, but it was uh, really a, uh, quite the sight for Sean Chambers. I thought it was his, one of his best moments as a Bobcat, even though, you know, it felt everything didn't come through for him, but it was uh, quite a deal.
0: Lots lot said right there. One of the things I think you should write a story about, go back to what you said about them picking up in the after the third quarter. The Jacks had 153 yards in the third quarter, the Cats had 18 yards. Mm-hmm. And you're right, you were looking at this going, Here comes again. We're just going to get bulldozed. Mm-hmm. But we didn't. Our defense mm-hmm. came back and we got, like you said, a couple three and outs. And that was so encouraging. Mm-hmm. I, I thought this was Garza's best game
1: mm-hmm. as
0: a, in the, as a Bobcat well, obviously. Yeah. Well, the defense just looked like they're, they're, spacing in the gaps. They were, they were just, they were just assignment sound. Mm-hmm. And I really liked what I saw from Polidor. I think oh, yeah. he's just hitting oh, his stride oh, at the same position. A great
1: game. Yeah. Well, good point. Wow. Yeah. He, he put some hits on, uh, on their quarterback and a couple other guys, too. But, yeah, and he, he played really well against Utah Tech, too. I mean, that guy has got to be the uh, the number one, uh, uh, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, unsung, I don't know what that thread's called where people are trying to predict who the player is going to be that comes out of the woodwork. And so far on defense, it's been Paul Ador for sure. He has really played well. Another guy that's been playing really, really well, that people haven't been talking about too much is Mccade O'Reilly is really playing well at linebacker. I mean, they've got three guys that are just interchangeable there. That's, that is a big thing for MSU because yeah, they, they didn't know for sure just what that was going to look like with a new player in there. So, so yeah, but great. Yeah. You, that's I'm glad you brought up Polidor because man, yeah, he has been a stud. Holy cow.
0: I like what I see in the time blitzes, Ryland Orts blitz on mm-hmm. and sack in the first series or first mm-hmm. or second series right there. Yeah. That was big a big
1: statement. That was a big statement. I huge. Thought. That was early in the game and he made that hit. And, you know, in South Dakota State, when they first got the ball, I mean, they stopped us three and out. They get the ball and they're driving, you know, they were, they were driving mm-hmm. well. And that turnover kind of, you know, I, I thought, you know, they'll get, they'll get over that, you know, a three and out will. Get that back, but MSU goes down and scores, you know, and so so you're thinking, okay, so South Dakota State they they messed up and then they gave up a touchdown and now they're going to get the ball and they're going to drive down and then here comes Ort and just you know smacks smacks that dude and uh, uh, Gronowski and uh, yeah and then it was kind of like okay you know it was, you know like like when Rocky Balboa made it out of the first round, you know, it was just like, <laughs> okay, it's on now. This is yeah. on. And then the whole half was just uh, somewhat dominated by MSU, at least defensively. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, those kinds of plays though, you know, you get, get a couple of plays like that. And it's just a, it's a, you know, it's a big shot. It's a shot to the ribs. <laughs>
0: See, I think you're a little bit more positive than I am I'm still feeling like this was like a huge missed opportunity and I'm still a little sad about it but like you said it's gonna <laughs> the second game it in in a, in a couple weeks we will forget about oh. this and then we will hearken back and when it's mm-hmm. December we'll be like yeah that that was a that was a good loss you know maybe mm-hmm. we should be mm-hmm. you know up in this rank because of that or our projections in the playoffs
1: well, I mean I just brought to the front the you know that this defense You know, it just might be the thing. I mean, uh, they're going to play. They're going to play Stetson this week. You know, I don't. know. I didn't (laughs) look at the. You know, the conference stat or conference stats aren't real meaningful yet. But after three games, I'll be. You know, they may not be number one uh, across the board. But I mean, they MSU plays holds uh, South Dakota State to twenty points. I mean, they were the first team to shut them out in the, fir- in the first half since 2015. That's the first time South Dakota State has been scoreless in the first half since 2015. And it's uh, the last time they didn't score 20, 20 points or more was the last uh, was when they played MSU in Bozeman and they had 17. That's the last time that didn't break 20. And then you go back to 20 uh, against an FCS team. And then you go back to 2020 and they had a, they had a couple of games in there during that COVID thing. Where they they didn't hit twenty, but you know, I mean, this is a you know, MSU did some <laughs> some pretty big things in this game, and so uh, yeah, I think uh, I mean they got other than a win, they got a lot of what they wanted in this game.
0: So I think I know what you're going to say on this buy or sell this loss over SD this loss to SDSU over a beatdown to a lower-level FCS opponent?
1: Um, I am buying this game over yeah. the Utah Tech game. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> you got me. So you would rather, I mean, in essence, you think this is, even though we lost, this is better for Montana State than saying – South Dakota State not being on the schedule and replacing them with the Stetsons of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Because,
1: I mean, how are you going to know, you know, how are you going to know it's what good you got? Point. And if you don't know what you got, you can't. I mean, if you don't know what you're not good at, you can't fix it. You know, you, you got to find out what you can't do. I mean, it's like it's like when you go when you were learning how to ski, you know, you learn more wrecking skiing <laughs> than you do on any lesson you get. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you learn more that way. You do, you learn more, you know, MSU. Yeah, sure. The, 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 the third and goal or the, the short yardage plays, you know, were are we're not good, but you don't know that, you know, if you don't play a South Dakota state, you know, you just don't know really where you're at. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, they, you know, what went wrong is uh, going to help them just as much as what went right, you know. It was, you know, great that the defense had a lot of things go right, but you know the things that went wrong, uh, you know, now they know and now they can fix them. You know, yeah. Versus, I mean, if they'd have gone out and won the game, you know, but all the all the all the, all the every, a lot of the things are all the same, you know, or, or they do a little bit better in all those areas, and that's why they win the game. Uh, you know, it, you know, it's like fool's gold, kind of. It's like, oh well, we're yeah, oh yeah, we're, we're good at this, you know, so. So they know they're not. You know, it's good to know you're not all that sometimes.
0: I feel hope because to me, these mistakes cost us these penalties, these eight off or offsides, not offsides, false starts. To me, like Tom, this feels like Montana State could have won this game by 14 points, 10, 14 Mm -hmm. points. The way that I came off feeling Saturday, I was like, We were the better team, but we just we lost this game. This is mm-hmm. that classic Montana yeah. State lost it. Well, they beat not, themselves a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but beat yeah. themselves And It's just frustrating. Uh-huh. You that's, know.
1: that's what uh-huh. good teams – that's another thing about South Dakota State. I mean, good teams do that. They let they let teams beat themselves, you know, and <laughs> MSU's an up-and-comer. And, and oh, no, they're smart, that's, you know. That's a good point. I mean, uh, yeah, we're not going to – you know, we're going to let them beat themselves. I mean, in basketball, a lot of people in basketball – I do this because I used to coach basketball with the little kids and stuff, but – And everybody wants to steal the ball, and I'm like, you know, if you're going to try to steal the ball, you're going to end up fouling them half the time. Then you're going to be in foul trouble. Then you're going to be on the on the bench, and they're going to be shooting free throws all the time, you know. But if you uh, just play good positional defense, um, you know, and you know, pressure them when you when you have an opportunity, they'll make the mistake. They'll turn the ball over. You don't have to make. You don't have to force the turnover so much as just let them let them screw up you know, but uh, South Dakota State's just a savvy team, and, you know, MSU did beat themselves, but the other thing too is, yeah, uh, nine false starts, I mean, yeah, that's really bad, that's also a huge anomaly, you know, I bet there wasn't another college, high school, pro team in the whole country, even the 0 and 10 teams from last year, none of them had nine false starts, I, you know, that was just weird, um, and so I, you know, and like, I would rather have to fix something like that than like have to retool my whole offensive line after the first game.
0: That's a good point. But That's a good point.
1: But, yeah. And MSU had a game last year. Nobody, nobody mentioned it because they won the game. But MSU against Weber State, and they didn't mention it in that game either because the snapper snapped the ball through the end zone four times. But in that game, MSU had 10 false starts or illegal procedure penalties in that game. But nobody that. even talks about it because, Hey, they won, you know, <laughs> so who cares? And that's, that's, but that goes back to my point, you know, you win the game and, uh, you know, you think everything's okay because you won the game and it's like, you know, and the shoe, you know, the coaches obviously saw that, but they didn't do that again the rest of the year. But, but, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't anticipate that being like a perpetual problem throughout the course of the season. You know, and they were amped up. This is a huge game, too. Yeah, you know? and, it was. And I'm, you know, and I'm like, you know, I, and I've heard people grumbling about the fact that, you know, the, some, the, you know, not every refing crew calls those kinds of plays that close. You know, and they apparently, you know, I think uh, South Dakota State had a, had a few false starts themselves. So. You know, it might have been a a combination of things
0: there. So here's my worries is this to me feels like a culmination of effort. So last year, the exit from the playoffs focused intensely over the winter, getting faster, getting stronger, getting bigger to Mm -hmm. face these guys again. Now that's gone, but the whole season's in front of us. But mentally these guys have to be stronger than you and I and coach vegan, you know, and coaches in there say, okay, now we got to turn the page. Stetson's coming up Mm -hmm, an overmatched team for sure. That, that benefits us. But then, you know, we're going to Weber the week after that. that will get your (laughs) attention. (laughs) I'll get your attention right there. Mm -hmm. It just feels like a culminating event. And then you're like, okay, there's a letdown. So how does Montana state navigate this letdown? How do they refocus? How do they reset as Coach Beacon was talking about in his presser today? That's going to be a big deal to me. Is there really Is there any questions you have for me on this game or any direction you want to talk about anymore on this game? South Dakota?
1: Yeah. Nah. I'm done with South Dakota.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, at this point, I was just in this conversation. I'm man, like, okay. i think out on South Dakota, man. <laughs> i'm ready you made the trip did, did you drive Ooh, that whole way there's
1: another reason i'm burned out on so i drove by myself the whole way yes
0: oh man
1: yeah and Ooh. i had to stop in bozeman and do some work for a different job on my way down there so that slowed me down i didn't get to brookings until 10 30 so i left helen at 7 got there at 10 30 of course i lost an hour and you know and i'm usually a pretty slow driver i usually take it easy but i was like Man, I am and then the road is just a straight line from Rapid City to the turn off to go up to Brookings. So I was I was a little over the speed limit doing that. And then after the game I was like, there's no way I'm spending the night here and then trying to drive all day tomorrow. So I took off after the game and got on the highway and drove till two thirty in the morning or so and then took a little nap and then got up at about seven and, and busted home and got back here at Three thirty, four o'clock, but Jeez. yeah, I was out on the road a long time, and then there's nothing to do in Brookings, and you had to spend the whole day there sitting around waiting for the game, you know, fortunately the game was just, I thought, awesome, I thought it was one of the best uh, football games for, uh, for, in terms of entertainment, you know, obviously it was a little bit sloppy at times, but just an entertainment, An enormously entertaining game. And and I, you know, just was glad to get to watch it. I remember Pete Rose when they lost game six of the 75 world series, he was getting on the bus and, and that was the game. Carlton Fisk hit the home run to win it in the bottom of the, 11th or whatever it was and pete rose got on the bus and everybody was bummed out and sparky anderson sitting there bummed out and pete rose was like hey sparky wasn't that the greatest game that was one of the greatest games i've ever been in that was awesome <laughs> you know And they just lost game six of the world series but i kind of had that in my mind i was like you know they lost but man that was a fun game and and uh, and now i get i get to get out of here <laughs> another thousand miles so yeah it was almost what was it i got eighteen hundred and seventy four miles so yeah, two two shots.
0: <laughs> how was it? How was the stadium? How was the crowd? What did oh, it feel oh, like? Oh, nice,
1: nice place. Really, from the outside when I drove up, I was like, wow, they have a huge scoreboard, and on the back of the scoreboard, you know, it says, "Welcome to whatever and twenty twenty two national champions" written across it. And then the main grandstand looks really impressive from the outside. You know, they got a smaller thing over on the other side, but it's really uh, in person compared to watching them games there on TV. It's it's really you know it's it's like this in every stadium but it's just more compact or whatever you know it's cozier mm-hmm. when you're there and so and yeah the crowd turned out it was the second largest crowd in stadium history and uh, the kids were all decked out they had a great student section kids were all decked out in black it was Jackson black night and so yeah they they did pretty well that way their their marketing or whatever you want to call it their the show they put on on the sidelines and the things they do were were a Way way behind MSU. MSU's really doing a good job there. They are, they were kind of hokey, some kind of goofy things. They had an auction at halftime. Auctioneer got out there and started auctioning stuff off and doing. That. It was they the are, beef bowl. They were yeah, auctioning off was, cattle, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, something like that. It was really, <laughs> it was, it was corny, but that's, uh, that's South Dakota, I guess. But uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was pretty cool, and you know, they had a lot of fans. I, their fans don't bring anywhere near the energy of MSU or u of m fans um, you know the stadium the fans just i mean they're into it but i mean and, and MSU took them out took the fans out the first half big time so um but yeah pretty neat experience i was i'm, I'm glad i went but i next time i'm not driving or i'm gonna get somebody to come with me to share the driving or something so <laughs> that was going kind of crazy
0: yeah <laughs> all right well i'm ready to put the this game to bed Yep. It was a moment in time. It was. It was, It could have been a defining moment for Montana State. We could have been talking about Montana State being the number one team in the nation tonight, yeah. but I don't feel like we're too far off. To me, in kind of summation, ah, I think we you're right there. be. Yeah, exactly. We uh, we held court. We had to, those, those those pesky pesky um, false starts and the penalties. I mean. It, the the what if game is strong on this one, right? Mm-hmm. Like The what if, and, and you don't want to live in the what if land because there's what ifs on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. But Montana State showed out, and that was a great game, as you said. It was a fantastic, just football game, but just to highlight FCS football, it was an amazing game. Yeah. And I'm just proud of our boys. I'm always proud to be a Bobcat, and now we got to move on. Now we're going to play Stetson, a team coming from Florida. Uh-huh. I, I have no clue. I had the Stetson Hatters from oh, yeah. <laughs> the the land, Florida.
1: They're the Hatters. Are you serious? Yeah. Stetson Hatters.
0: Yeah. You're not like, making that up. No, I am not making that up. I, I gave all, <laughs> but like two and a half minutes of prep time to search in a little bit about <laughs> the Stetson Hatters. Hmm. What I know about them, Tom is they've won both games against hmm. two NAIA schools. Oh. Uh, the it? University of Saint Thomas and the the Tommies out of Minnesota, so oh, that would really? have been. They're
1: pretty good. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're pretty usually good. Pretty good team.
0: So mm-hmm. they that was a double overtime game, 34-33. Mm-hmm. and then they beat Weber International University, which is I had to mm-hmm. look them up. I never even know and they, mm-hmm. when you click on these guys on ESPN, they don't even have stats. They don't even have like a, mm-hmm. a signature for them. <laughs> Nothing. Right. Right. So <laughs> yeah. it's. It's, what was uh, your record
1: last year? What was, what was Stetson's record last year? See, you
0: know? I, I didn't even devote any time okay. to look into that.
1: Uh, <laughs> what conference is it? I know this one. I'm Colonial.
0: Cause... No.
1: Yeah, I'm aren't non-clonial. they? I think they're in the Pioneer, aren't they?
0: You see, I don't know. Help me out there, Tom. Oh, well, maybe not. I don't
1: know. I don't know either. I guess I, okay. I'm not that
0: confident in it since uh, good reporting here on the <laughs> RNR. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hey, buy or sell. Montana State has 500 yards of rushing. Uh, sell. See, I'm going to buy that. I think we put over 500. Mm-hmm. We had 400 on Utah Tech. Over mm-hmm. 400 on Utah Tech. You think they're going to call off the? Well, I think if they wanted to, then? they
1: could. Maybe. I think if they, if that's what they want to do, if they want to run. I mean, I just can't. You know, so it's going into the game now. It's not after the game. So going into the game, I'm like, uh, they should go out and pass the ball like 50 times in this game. You know, they should, no, be, uh, they should be passing on first down, second down, you know, whatever. And uh, see if they can get in some kind of rhythm uh, with their pass game. And, uh, you know, I mean, like, That's why a really not? good point. I mean, if, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the first couple of drives go out and, and run it to... If you know to build a cushion or something, but you know, uh, I'm just kind of like guessing that they're gonna win this game, you know, handily. <laughs> I'm just guessing, yeah, you know, and it's easy for me to say because I'm not the coach. The coach is more like, we got to make damn sure we win first, so you know, they might go out and do some other things. But I just like this is a perfect game, but they've had a bunch of perfect games to do this in the past, too. I thought, I thought last year against McNeese and Moorhead. I thought they should be, you know, let's, you know, MSU should go out and throw forty, fifty passes, you know. And um, I thought that the first game this year, Utah Tech 40, forty, fifty passes. They only threw twenty-two, so uh, they ran, you know, they they did their running thing and ran for four hundred yards. But I, yeah, but I I'm, I'm I'm I want to sell. I want that to be what they do. I, I they can run for five hundred yards, but I I want them to sell
0: that and go pass the ball. Yeah. Had thought about that. It's a good point. Do you think Tommy's gonna be back by Weaver?
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> they got him listed as a starter today oh, yeah. on the
1: depth chart, but I don't. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, who no. yeah. knows? Like, yeah, I. Uh, I uh, was initially. I mean, my assumption is is that either he has a very minor injury, and if it is a, if it is somewhat significant, that it's like an MCL. But it's just a, you know, a grade one sprain or something that you can heal up from in two or three weeks. But
0: yeah. Yeah. He wasn't on crutches. That's that's I was positive. And Mm -hmm. his knee wasn't just wrapped in ice. And so. Yeah. I think I I just been
1: precautionary and kept him out. He may have wanted to go back in, but they were like, you know, coaches are wise. And they're like, hey, this is just this is a non-conference game. You know, we got bigger fish to fry down the road We put you. Put him back in when he's gimpy like that, and then he does take a hit and then he's out for the season or out for six weeks, then yeah, then they're really kicking themselves. So that's my guess anyway.
0: Okay. Anything else? Uh, On Stetson? On on anything, man. Anything (laughs) you want to talk about? I'm kind of there, but if you, I can I could go.
1: Well, yeah, one thing because uh, I mentioned it earlier, but that catch Cleveland Thomas made, you know, he's good, I think. I think he's really good. And I'm like, if I'm a if I'm a quarterback, he's one receiver I would be trusting. I'd be like, you know, let's do with him what they did with McCutcheon and what they did with uh, uh, Patterson last year. You know, he got a lot of opportunities. And I'm just like – and when I'm – you know, last year when I was watching, I mean, you know, and maybe I'm wrong. This is just watching live. But it just seemed like Thomas was getting open more than the other guys the other receivers Thomas seemed like he was open more often than the other guys but he might not have been like the first read or whatever but uh, MSU had a big play i think it was in the Weaver state game the the playoff game or either that or the grizz i can't remember but they had a play down the sideline uh a lot threw it to pinkering pickering and going down the seam was thomas wide open if he throws it to him it's a touchdown you
0: know no, we've covered that years, on this podcast i was yeah, yelling okay I was like what game was you it? have to see that mm-hmm. uh, that was, was... okay oh, you uh, know that, so it was it was I, um no, i think I was it was yeah that's what i thought to the playoff game but yeah but,
1: uh, yeah but but i mean thomas is you know i mean he's a dude i think and he's just and he's such a he's such a fun guy you know yeah he's a He's just the, the kind of guy that, you know, people gravitate towards. And I, but I, anyhow, I just, uh, I thought that catch he made is like, see what I can do, you know? And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, the, the quarterbacks put a little more trust in him and, and start gunning it to him a little bit. But
0: one thing I would, I'd like another player I'd like to see get the ball a little bit more is Marquis Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I wonder, wonder what he got some waiting touches for. out of the backfield. yeah, uh, yeah you'd think he'd be picking up right where he left off from last year, but
1: yeah, he's hardly touched the ball this year so far.
0: You know, go, go back to one of those um Sean Chambers but, up the middle where he fakes mm-hmm. the fly sweep. If he mm-hmm. just gives it to Marquis or CT right yeah, there, right. That's, but, that's, game, that's that's game. That's that's game right there. We could do that. It's pay dirt.
1: Right. And but stuff like that keeps me thinking like they must be uh they must be, you know, hiding something for conference, you know, they must be, you know, wh- why aren't they doing that? I can't <laughs> think of any logical reason other than that. It's just kind of like, why wouldn't you be doing this? You know, does it work too good? You know, I'm like, I don't know, but yeah, that's kind of odd. Yeah. Markey Johnson's a weapon. They got, they've got some weapons that they really haven't used yet. So, I mean, I don't think Elijah Elliott was even, I don't remember him getting on the field against South Dakota State.
0: He played on special teams. He was in on. Okay. The, I mean, the game play. Yeah. He was no, in on he an offensive. He didn't play. even get a touch. Scotty Humphrey only got one touch. Mm hmm. I mean, Julius Davis ran. He ran really well. Yeah. yeah. Man, he's got some pop. He's good. Yeah. Yep. He's good. Yeah. All right. All right. What's well, next? I, you know, that's all I got. Uh, yeah. I was just checking Bobcat Nation, and this is my fault. There was no. Oh. Golden Cooley questions. I am sending out a Golden Cooley to a, a, a listener. Oh, we do got one. Colorado oh, Cat. I right. Just hit refresh. Colorado Cat's always good for a good one. If Tommy's out for an extended period of time beyond Stetson, what do you think our offense looks like?
1: Mm. Who goes first, me or you?
0: I'll go first. All right. <laughs> I think they will run a dual quarterback system. I still think uh, Chambers will be the number one. I'm not convinced Jordan Reed will be the third just because of what we like to do. I've been toying around with Chance Wilson being the 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 little cat in this system. You're shaking your head. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh that's I'm I'm just saying I was toying. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Okay. Yeah. I, I still think we run a dual quarterback system, but I do think you will see more pass in general. If Tommy was in or Tommy's now out, I I still think we're gonna see a more balanced attack. Coach Vegan was talking about that today. He's like, We need to have a more balanced attack. Until they prove it, until they actually show it, I'll be like, Okay. Mm-hmm. And so Uh, Colorado cap. Thanks for the question, man. I'm sorry that I didn't put this up. Uh, what do you think, Tom?
1: Oh, I think, yeah, no, I think Reed, uh, Jordan will get in and, um, you know, and the other thing is, is, uh, no, I think they'll stick with, uh, I I think they'll stick with a, a two quarterback, uh, thing and with, uh, Chambers and Reed. Um, and, uh, you know, and just because of the fact, just because of what he's talking about, what, uh, vegan's talking about, he's like, yeah, we gotta, you know, we gotta get something going there. And I just think, yeah, Reed is good at that. Reed's the best, probably the best, potentially the best passer out of the three. And, uh, yeah, that's what I think they'll do. Um, I had something else on the tip of my tongue too, dang it. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, just, uh, you know, uh, well, yeah, um, I mean, it isn't like Vegan isn't, you know, he's not afraid to make a change. We know that, you know, look at the Matt McKay situation. I mean, if, 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 uh, if Chambers and, uh, and Tommy are going to, you know, not, uh, you know, not, not, not make the throws that the coaches want him making, you know, I mean, it was, you know, Malat was a freshman when they brought him up and, you know, Reed's a redshirt freshman and, and uh, he looks good. I mean, if he's ready, I mean, if the coaches think he's ready, I, mean, I wouldn't put it past him at all to, you know, put him in and play him a lot. So
0: uh, we'll see. That's a bold statement there, Tom. Mm-hmm. Well, I think
1: Tom's done Mallott- it before. That would have been well- a bold statement in, in 20, what year was it, 2021. If somebody would have came up and told you, oh, they're going to take McKay out and put lot in after the, you know, at some point this year, you'd be like, you know, I uh, don't. You know, you know, uh, no way. But vegan will do that, and people think he's super conservative or whatever with this running offense, and and uh, maybe the offense itself is a little bit conservative. But I don't think uh, I don't think he is. I don't think he'll you know he'll wait too long to uh, try something different if the, if something doesn't
0: happen. I like it, man. I, I mean,
1: like it. I'm not saying he's going to start Jordan Reed, but he's going to start working him in. You know, just like they did with Tommy. They started working him in, and he was, you know, I think the Idaho game was like kind of a breakout game for him. And uh, yep. you know, they didn't use him too much against the Grizzlies, but then it was just like, okay, we're making the move, so
0: so we'll see. Well, I kind of hold a theory that Malat saved vegans bacon in there in the first in the first season. At least gave him a little wiggle room. How Tommy just. Propelled the team to the national championship, made everybody feel a lot better about Coach Vegan after that <laughs> shellacking we took in Missoula. So, yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking maybe Coach Vegan feels, uh, I don't know, not a connection, but I'm missing the word, just a, an allegiance to Malot essentially. So, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Anyways, yeah. good point. Okay. Good stuff. All right. I think we're good, Tom. Hey man. All right. Thanks for doing what you do and right. being a good guy and coming on the, the cat cast and just uh hey. your perspective is always welcome here, buddy.
1: All right. Well anytime you want me, just give me a call. I'll be on your show anytime. I like doing it. It's
0: <laughs> right fun on, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. Gotta give us a one more go cats before we get out of here.
1: All right. Go rockin' R. No. Go cats. <laughs> <laughs>
0: go cats.